Recently, I had an experience with credit card fraud that caused so much unnecessary stress and anxiety. I spent hours on the phone and in chats with my credit card company. I had to get two different cards before the fraud stopped and I was so worried about what was gonna happen to my money in my bank account. And I sometimes have the fear that it's gonna happen again, right? And that's why I'm so excited to introduce You Are The Healer's newest sponsor, Aura, an app for protecting online data and personal information. Cleaning up my information not only helps reduce the amount of spam I get, but it protects me from hackers who could use this information to help them access things like my social media accounts, bank accounts, and other sensitive information. Protecting yourself and your personal information is a form of self-care. I swear. Go to my sponsor, ara.com healer to get a 14-day free trial and have peace of mind knowing your information is safe. Again, that's ara, A-U-R-A, dot com slash healer for your two-week free trial. Therapy has been so largely beneficial on my mental health journey, and I'm really excited to announce that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you know me, you've probably heard me say that therapy is mandatory because there's absolutely nothing wrong with seeking help, and I think that every single person who walks this earth needs it. So I'm really excited to be connected with BetterHelp and offer affordable and accessible therapy um, the link will be in my show notes, or you can go to betterhelp.com slash healer. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash healer. Welcome to the You Are the Healer podcast. This is Sydney Rindernecht, a psych nurse and your host, here to educate, support, and motivate and encourage you to be your own healer and to take care of yourself as we dive into different mental health topics. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back. Welcome back to You Are the Healer. I am so grateful that you're here, you're listening, that you're giving me your time and energy. Thank you so much. I know it is a valuable resource. So usually I start with uh, a high and low before I get into the episode, but this will now have been my third time trying to record a high and low where like my mic dies or just doesn't work. And so I really don't feel like repeating myself for a third time. So instead, I'm just going to start with a bit of a, let me fill you in on what's going on. Um, we're going to kind of freestyle it, but I want to let everyone know that I'm going to take a break from posting, um, podcast episodes, at least for all of the month of July. I just really need a break and a reset. And I want to kind of work on episodes without the pressure of having to publish the next day, because recently I've been procrastinating until the day before, and then I don't give it the time and energy that I want to. And it's just like, I just want to take a little break to, you know, kind of get my bearings and to really come out with, you know, top tier quality content um, that I think you guys deserve. So at least for all of July, I will be not posting. And I imagine that I will still be active on my at you are the healer Instagram. It's like a U and the letter R the healer, no spaces or underscores or anything like that. Um, And so I imagine I'll post like, okay, my next episode is dropping this. So that way you can stay up to date with the podcast. Um, and there's a couple ways you can support me in the meantime while I'm taking a break is you can follow me on all of my socials. I have a, you are the healer Instagram. I post on TikTok, and all of those links are always in the description show notes to the podcast episodes. Um, another way you can really help me is by subscribing to the podcast. You can have a monthly subscription where you financially support me in doing this. That would be stellar. You can listen to all the episodes I've already published. I have a couple out and the most listens that I have is on my first episode. So I know that there's people I've reached that have listened to every episode. So 
go ahead and give all of them a listen. And maybe if you really liked one, listen to it again or share it or really, you know, kind of spread the word. Something that's really helpful is if you post on your social media with a link to the episode. Um, That is a really good way to reach new people. A big goal that I have for the podcast is to, you know, have a bigger audience and to reach more people. So that way we can help more people take care of themselves. So if you know anyone that is really into their healing journey or really passionate about mental health, go ahead and share this podcast. And something that I'm doing is I'm actually like telling people that I have a podcast now instead of like playing small and like, uh, like, you know, kind of deluding myself, but we'll get into that in this episode. Something that I also do is I post an Instagram story, like a post about every podcast episode with little visuals. So you could share one of those and then link the episode. That would be a great way to share the podcast. And I love seeing like what people are doing as they're listening. So if you listen to the episode and like you're on your hot girl walk, take a picture, tag me. That would, that just like warms my soul knowing like that people can take this you know, that I'm, that I'm giving and, and fit it into their lives in a bunch of different ways. It's just really cool for me. Um, and then same thing as always, I have different links to different things where if, um, you use like my code or my link, it saves you money. It gives me a little something, something, and they're all brands and stuff that I genuinely love. Like I've reached out to these brands because I like their stuff and I'm like, this is a win-win for both of us. <laughs> so I have a link for, um, a women's owned, uh, sustainable activewear brand it's called Miniwear, and I love their stuff. They have a lot of really cute, like, workout sets. I have a couple. Really love them. I'm also a Honey Stinger ambassador. Not to brag, but they got me through my whole freaking half marathon. Um, all of the training. They also get me through, like, any night out dancing. Um, you pop a couple Honey Stingers, you're locked and loaded. You're ready to go. Um, and then I also have a discount link for different mental health courses and tools through this therapist that I love. Um, and I have like an affirmations deck of like a bunch of beautiful affirmations I love going through. There's also different courses like trigger warning eating disorder. There's like an eating disorder recovery course and different things like that that you can use my link and save some money on. So those are all the different ways you can support me. I thank you so much for tuning in and any amount of effort that you put in to helping me. Thank you so much. You are a gift to this world. I mean, you're a gift to this world regardless of anything that you do for me, but let's get into the episode. We're talking about fear. When I was thinking of what do I want the next episode to be on, I had drafted like two or three different topics, like pretty, pretty extensively and nothing felt right today as I sit down to record and I was sitting in a coffee shop and this idea came to me and my intuition was like, yes, yes, yes. That's what you need to talk about. So today we're going to be talking about fear. And I just feel like this is exactly what I need to be talking about, regardless of all the other plans that I had. I'm like, "Mm, we're going to pivot because this, this feels right today. We're going to start by defining fear, recognizing what fear looks like in our own experience. We're going to contrast fear and anxiety because they are two different things. Next, we're going to make a list of all of the things that evoke fear in ourselves. I'll talk about a lot of the things that I'm fearful of, which I'm really excited to get into because I think I'll be a little vulnerable. Um, Then we're going to talk about things that keep us small. How do we fight fear? How do we conquer it? What, What is the solution? How can we help ourselves in regards to fear? And lastly, we're going to wrap up by how do we unapologetically take up space? I am so excited for this episode, you guys. So let's get right into it. What is fear? What's the definition? So fear is an emotional 
and physiological response to a perceived threat or danger. It is natural. It is literally in our biology used to help us. It prepares us for fight or flight. It basically preps our body when we perceive a threat. And the important thing to note is that the threat can be real or imagined. And that's why I talk about it on my mental health podcast because the fear that I'm talking about is more imagined threats. So what is evoking a fear response in us that isn't necessarily something that we need to have fear for, right? So fear is very helpful in the sense that like if a bear is chasing you, you have fear, your body gets you ready so you can run so you don't get eaten by a bear, right? That is literally like how we all got here because our ancestors through evolution survived. They used their fear to to escape situations that were unsafe, right? So I want to start by talking about how fear is natural and it's useful. There are so many situations when fear is a helpful emotion, right? I think of like, I live in a sketchy place. So when I'm walking home alone, I have a little bit of fear. So I am heightened. My awareness is heightened so that I stay diligent and I stay safe, right? That fear is helpful. This episode, we're going to talk more about the fear that's holding us back. That's not so helpful. And fear is, is processed through our brains, through our amygdala, which then provokes all of these physiological responses in our body. So what I want us to start with is by noticing, okay, what do I feel physically when I'm in fear? And think of like the traditional, like fight or flight, like think of like, like a bear is chasing you. Like what, what do you feel in your body, right? Your heart rate's going to go up. You're going to probably start sweating you are probably going to start breathing faster, your blood pressure is getting higher, your senses are heightened so you're so you're aware and you're alert. And that is all on purpose so that our bodies are prepared to handle this threat, perceived or real. So what is the difference between fear and anxiety? Before drafting up this episode, I honestly didn't really know. Um, and so I'm excited to get into the differences because it'll help me understand it better and I think the more that we expand our emotional vocabulary, like the, the better we are able to identify our emotions and kind of have a hold on our experiences. And so that's why I feel like ugh, mental health education is so important, but specifically labeling and identifying your emotions, that is a key component into being able to take care of yourself. So with fear, fear is usually in response to a specific or immediate threat or danger, whether it's it's real life or it's in your head, right? It is specific and it's immediate. So a bear's chasing you or you have to, to talk to a specific person and, and you don't think it's going to go well, right? That is, that is specific. While anxiety is more generalized, it's kind of that like impending doom because you're anticipating something in the future something's uncertain. It's a little more vague. It's like worry or dread. And it's usually based in the future. And I specifically want to talk about fear because when I get into my specific fears, you'll kind of see why. Whereas I plan on talking about anxiety in an episode in the future because I know that so many people struggle with it. But for this episode, we're focusing on more the specific fears and limiting beliefs that we have in our lives and how to dismantle them so we can succeed and thrive, right? Another difference between fear and anxiety is fear is usually in the present moment. It's like an immediate threat. It's usually fight or flight. Your body's getting ready, right? It's like prepping you. 
Whereas anxiety is future-based. It's worrying about a situation. It's not immediate. It might not even be something that's ever going to happen. So fear is more so in this moment. And that's why it's usually a little bit more intense. Fear can be quicker, but more intense experience in your body because when that threat is removed, so is the fear, right? And anxiety can be typically a little bit less intense, but it lasts a long time. And when I say less intense, I don't want to minimize anyone's experience with anxiety because if you're having anxiety over a long period of time, that is actually horrible. And it's not, it's not good for anyone. So I don't want to be like, oh, fear's worse and shorter. Like, that's not what I mean. It's just the, the heightened sense in your body in fear is a little bit more intense. Whereas anxiety is that like longer, longer feeling of dread or doom or worry, which also sucks. There's no uh, competition here. <laughs> I always say like, whenever I hear people, um, you know how sometimes like people will try to one up each other and they're like negative experiences. I'm like, I'm not interested in competing with this. Like who's the winner? The person who's the most miserable. Like, I don't understand. This is purely just to educate on fear versus anxiety. I'm getting a little carried away. So when it comes to fear, fear is usually triggered by specific things like fear of heights, right? That's super common fear of public speaking. Um, you know, it, your fears can be any number of things. Whereas anxiety is just more broad, like social anxiety, talking to anybody, right? Or uncertainty about the future, right? Those are more vague things. And then we'll wrap up with um, fear is healthy sometimes, right? Fear is an adaptive response to protect ourselves. It is literally a survival mechanism. It can help get us to move to get out of a threat, right? Whereas anxiety can typically be more maladaptive because it's that persistent, it lingers, it's longer, and it can interfere more with your daily functioning. I want to make it clear that fear and anxiety aren't mutually exclusive. Everything in life is nuanced. You can experience multiple things at the same time, and fear and anxiety usually influence each other, right? So typically, let's say you have a fear response to something. It's very intense. It's in your body, it's a lot, that can slowly change into being more generalized and lead you into persistent, longer anxiety about something. So like, for example, I, I shared in my mental health story, I believe that I experienced this very like traumatic bus accident in my life. And that initial response was definitely fear, right? I was in fight or flight. My hands are sweating. My heart was racing you know, so that was initial fear. And then after that moment, the next couple days and months after I had like a generalized anxiety about being around buses in general. So these things kind of bounce off of each other. And then also if you have chronic anxiety, you can be more susceptible to experiencing fear, right? Your threshold for your fight or flight response may be lower. And so these things kind of bounce off of each other. And that's, that's, I wanted to define them just to make it clear, you know, what is fear, what is anxiety, but both of these things are relevant in what we're talking about today. A big part of learning how to manage almost anything is understanding it, right? So we're going to get into what are some things that evoke fear in ourselves? Because identifying is a really big component into understanding and healing and moving on from something. So 
I'm going to talk a little bit about fears that I've realized that I have throughout my life. And what I want you to do is, you know, actively listen to what I'm saying, but at the same time, take notes. And, and when things come up, when you realize, oh, I have a fear of this, I have a fear of this, write them down, start making a list. So that way you can understand yourself better. And then we can conquer our fears together. So open up your notes app, get a journal, write, write something down. I think really being active and engaging when you're working on bettering yourself is really important. It shows that you are investing in yourself and that you are dedicated. Okay. So I just started making a list. I don't remember when I initially did this work, but I must've been journaling or something when I realized that like fear actually is very present in my life. I used to be the type of person that was like, oh, I don't get anxious. Like, I'm just like not anxious about anything. That's probably for a couple reasons because I was apathetic because I was so depressed that I literally didn't care. So my anxiety threshold was very high because I literally didn't care about anything. And I think that was also stemming from as a kid, I really learned to dilute myself and to make myself small and not have any needs. So that way I would be more taken care of so I wouldn't feel so neglected. So turns out your girl does have fear. Your girl does have anxiety, just like every other human being. Crazy how that works. So it was kind of a huge realization moment when I realized like, oh shit, I actually have a lot of fears and they actually dictate a lot of different stuff in my life. So we're going to get into them and I'm going to be vulnerable. And I think that there is so much connection that comes with vulnerability and my, my hope in opening up and really showing you my humanness is that we all realize like how connected we are. We all realize like to be human is to struggle. Like we all face these difficult things. And when we start being open and vulnerable and honest about our real experiences, we open up a channel for connection and connection is such an important need that human beings have we need to feel loved. I feel like love is the most powerful force in the entire world. Like that is why we're all here and showing other people your true self allows them to love you and vice versa. And so I'm hopeful that, you know, coming forward and being open really opens a channel for love and acceptance and and connection because that is really, really important to me. So The first thing I wrote on my list is I have a fear of taking up space and a fear of being seen. And I think this will resonate for a lot of people conditioned as women. A lot of us have gotten the message of, you know, you don't want to be too much. You don't want to have too many needs. You don't want to take up a lot of space. And I don't even know how else to verbalize this, but I feel like as women, a lot of us are told to like, play small because if you're too much then then other people can't handle you which like what the fuck (laughs) honestly like what is that narrative because I I love when people are their authentic selves I love when they're loud and when they're seen and when they're over the top like that is incredible and I think that honestly a lot of people that send those messages of you know you're too much you need to to kind of delete yourself down I think that also comes from fear And I think that a lot of people are projecting, but anyways, I know that this fear is really present in my life because really being seen, like showing up and like, like even making this podcast was frightening because 
I'm putting myself out there to be seen. And when you really allow people to see yourself, you open the door for, to be hurt because you're showing yourself, you're showing your heart. And that can be really terrifying if you have a history of being hurt, which <laughs> I don't want to say that everyone who's a human has been hurt, but if you're listening to this, I'm very positive that you've experienced hurt before. And so our brains want to protect us from that, hence the fear, right? So it's helpful for me to note that this fear is kind of serving a purpose, right? Fears, they're trying to help you, right? But it comes to a certain point when you acknowledge it and you say, okay, but I want something else. So I'm going to choose a different path. I'm not going to let this fear rule my life. The next fear that I have is fear of judgment. And I think a lot of people can relate to this, especially social media is kind of putting our lives like on this platform for people to judge and criticize from the comfort of their own homes. Like you can literally be an internet troll and like be, be a hater. <laughs> like It sounds kind of silly, but um, I think a lot of people fear what other people think of them, which is very normal and natural, right? But is it serving us? Is this fear of what other people think useful at all? Absolutely not. And that's why I wanted to talk about it because like, think about how awesome it would feel to be free of these fears, to not care what other people think, to show up as yourself unapologetically. And if people judge you, so what? That's on them. You know, like that is such a powerful place to be coming from. And I think talking about it really releases a lot of the shame that we can, we can harbor up. So another hope that I have in sharing all of these fears is that I drop my own shame for experiencing these things and maybe having you hear them too. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Like I have that as well. And yeah, it's not serving me. The next fear I have that when I realized that I had it, I was like, oh my God, it was such a revelation. I have a fear of pain. And I mean, I can take this a number of different ways, but I'll start physical, right? So I have had migraines like my whole life, which blows, sucks. And if I don't currently have physical pain, I'm in anticipation of it. So maybe this is more anxiety, like, because it's a little more generalized because I experience it so often. I have like chronic headaches. Like I have a headache almost every single day. My therapist told me it's because I overthink. <laughs> and they're like, if I meditate, it literally goes away. So my brain's just working too hard. It needs a reboot sometimes. But anyways, so I have a fear of being in physical pain. And it's like, if I'm not actively in pain, I'm wondering when is the next time that I'm going to be in pain. And that does absolutely nothing for me. And so I think what I'm going to do for this fear is I'm going to shift it. And I'm going to say, okay, I recognize that I'm not in pain right now. Like, how awesome is that? This fear of pain can also look like a fear of emotional pain too, right? So we have physical, that's, I feel like, very easy to understand. And then we have emotional pain. That's like fear of being hurt. This fear literally keeps me paralyzed. I am traditionally, like, such a lover. Like, I'm so open. I love connecting with people. And going through really rough heartbreak has evoked this new fear of being hurt, like to my core. Oh my gosh. I've never been so hesitant in my life to let people in, like romantically. And I'm recognizing that this fear is not serving me. And if anything, it's keeping me from connection, which is what I'm desiring anyways. 
And so it's really, really helpful for me to identify this fear because it is playing a large role in my life. That one's a bummer. (laughs) These next ones, I feel like, are a little bit, um, (laughs) I don't know, more upbeat. So this one's kind of funny, in my opinion. I have a fear of hard work. (laughs) And honestly, a big reason why I didn't start this podcast for a long time is I was like, ugh, it's work. And if you know me, like, I work 36 hours a week as a nurse, and I'm like, that is plenty. Like, I am on this earth to have fun. I am on this earth just to be. I don't need to produce. I very much reject the, like, capitalistic, you need to produce. That is gross, in my opinion. You can have your own, but I I have a fear of hard work. (laughs) I want things to be easy, and I want to relax, and... Thinking that something's going to be hard really sometimes prevents me from doing it. And I was talking about this with my friend Hadley the other day, and she said that her mom says this thing that, like, totally sticks with her, and I love it so much, and I need to share it with you, and then I need to tell it to myself over and over again. She said, what are you afraid of? A little hard work? (laughs) I don't know. I just loved it so much. I was like, oh, it's just, like, a little hard work. Like, what is scary about that? I'm able to do that. I'm so smart and capable I can work hard it's not it doesn't need to be this super difficult scary paralyzing thing right (laughs) that one just is funny to me I don't know why it's so funny um another thing that really kept me from doing this podcast is a fear of failure and I think this keeps a lot of people really stuck and really small and and really not acting on their dreams and and what they truly want is this fear of failure. And I think it runs so deep. I think this is more for people conditioned as men because like there's all these expectations on producing and succeeding and, you know, being the breadwinner and all this BS narratives. I I just wish so badly I could like uncondition everybody from the messages we get from society. I don't know. Maybe that'll be a thing that can be, you know, invented. But I think... Failing is really terrifying because, I mean, it incorporates all these other fears that I've talked about too, right? Fear of judgment. If you fail, people will judge you or, you know, I think a lot of us have these limiting beliefs and I think fear and limiting beliefs go hand in hand. If you fail, it's like, I'll never amount to anything. Well, like, I know I just can't do it. And it can be very, you can be very self-defeating if you fail, but uh, failure, I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this. Like, Failure shows that you get up and you try. Like, who cares if you fail? What I care about is trying. I, not to relate everything to Survivor, but I was watching this episode and this this girl was doing horrible in the challenge. I mean, just awful. Like, she really held up her try, but they lost, right? But she never gave up. Not once did she stop trying. And she was being very harsh on herself. And she was like, I blew it for everyone. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And they're like, look at me. You never gave up. You didn't fail. You kept trying. The real failure would be not trying at all. And I just think that that was really inspirational because, like, failure shows that you put in effort. And that is the brave and courageous thing to do. It's very easy to just stay small and and not act on difficult things. If you're failing, it shows that you're trying really hard things. And that's pretty badass, in my opinion. So... As you can see, as I'm talking through these fears, I'm like reframing them and I'm kind of painting them in a different light. 
but we will get into kind of how to shift our fear and how to conquer it, right, in a little bit. A fear that I discovered this week in therapy that I have is I have a fear of investing in myself. I have a fear of going all in on myself, which is kind of ironic because I have no problem doing it to other people. I have no problem like giving my all for others. But my therapist was like, well, why are you so scared of investing in yourself? And I started laughing because I'm like, girl, you know me. Like, isn't it obvious? (laughs) But I have this fear of, you know, investing in myself because deep down, I truly don't feel worthy. I don't feel like I'm worth the effort and the investment of anything, of time, of money, of resources. And that's why I said limiting beliefs really come into play with all of these fears because usually that's where they come from, right? You have these beliefs or maybe the fears cause the beliefs or, you know, vice versa, but acknowledging your fears and figuring out the root of them shows you kind of the areas in your life where you're holding yourself back and, Um, for this specific fear I was talking about, I really want to start doing coaching. I want to get into, um, like group coaching and really helping people because while I really enjoy doing this podcast, it's this weird thing of like, I set this goal to make a podcast and then I did it. We're here, you know, we're posting regularly. It's like, now what? It's almost like I'm out of goals. I'm like, what am I working towards now? So I was, I was talking to my therapist about like, well, I really want to use the podcast to kind of do other things too. And I was talking about taking this like course and I was like, but that's a lot of money. And like, I don't really feel like I need to invest in myself and saying that out loud. And this is why therapy is so great, but saying that out loud made me realize like, I am the one holding myself back. Like I am the one keeping myself small and I can choose to change that at any point, which is very exciting. And the last fear that I'll talk about, I mean, I could go on, believe me. I got a fear of spiders, you know, but this last one, we're going to get into it. Fear of success. And I think this kind of goes back to fear of being seen, fear of taking up space, even fear of investing in yourself, things like that. Being successful, I think on the surface level, we all are like, yeah, I want to be successful, but Do we feel deserving of success? Do we feel like like we're worthy of of abundance and success and all that comes with it? I don't know if deep down that I do. And I think that's why I've been playing small for, you know, the last couple of years of my life. I've had all of these goals and these dreams and these ideas and I sit on them and then they die because I'm scared because... (laughs) When, when you're going through success, there's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of change. And that is really fucking terrifying. So now that we've identified our fears, and I hope that you also made your own list of fears, because that was very specific to me in my experience. And I know that everyone has different life experiences that shapes their perspectives. So once you come up with a, a thorough list of all of your fears, Now we're going to go into how do we conquer it? What do we do from here, right? And this, it takes effort, it takes time, and it takes perseverance. And while fear can be helpful, the fears that I'm talking about are the fears that are holding us back. This isn't the fear that's helping us run from a bear. This is the fear that's keeping us stuck and not where we want to be. 
So the first step, which we all just did, was recognize and understand your fears. Write them down. Acknowledge them. Where are they coming from? What are the fears that you want to release from your life, right? And then a step with helping with fear is face it gradually. And so with these fears, I feel like it's it's a little difficult to expose yourself to it super often, but I've thought of some examples. So like the fear of investing in yourself, right? I know that somebody else has to have that fear. There is no way I am original in that thought. You start gradually and over time, you can desensitize yourself to that fear. So how can you invest in yourself in a small way today, right? I was thinking, I can invest in myself. For me, what's scary is financially investing in myself. That's like unknown to me, right? So I can start by financially investing in myself. I can like buy a course from somebody. Not to plug myself, but I do have a discount code to a bunch of different mental health courses. All the links are in my description. If you see my Instagram, all the links are there as well. But the one I'm talking about specifically um, is this counselor called Tiffany Rowe. And she makes incredible courses and workbooks and different mental health kind of tools and resources. And so like investing in myself would be buying a course and doing it and investing that time and money back into myself. And I can do that in a small way. And then gradually over time, then maybe I can invest in, you know, a coaching practice or something a little more grand on the scale, right? Or like facing your fears could be, you know, my fear of pain, right? I literally have a headache right now. A a way that I can face that fear is I can just sit and pay attention to the fact that I'm in pain right now and acknowledge it and realize that, that that's okay, you know? The next thing you can do to face your fears is educate yourself on where the hell did these fears come from? They didn't just show up out of nowhere. And I hope what you learned or watched through me sharing my fears is that they all came from somewhere. They all have a source. And whether it's the limiting beliefs or the experiences that I've had, knowing where they come from can help you kind of change the narrative that you're telling yourself and get you out of it. And that brings us into challenging the thoughts, right? Challenging the fearful thoughts, the negative thoughts and beliefs that come with the fear. What's what's helpful for me initially, because sometimes these thoughts are like so deep rooted, is just question them, right? Get curious, non-judgmental, right? Where did this come from, right? So we we kind of we're getting to the source, but is this belief true? Is it necessary? Is it helping me? And then when you get to the source of it, you realize like, okay, it's actually not valid. Like I can experience all of these wonderful things. Then you can choose to replace it with a more positive thought or just reframe it. So it's more rational, right? Because a lot of our fears, especially these ones that I'm talking about, like the keep your mental health kind of poor, they're kind of irrational. Like you have them for a reason, but they're not accurate. They're not true. So you can reframe your thoughts to focus on, well, how can I encourage myself? How can I support myself rather than limit myself? Because, I mean, there's multiple ways that we stay small, but a big reason is ourselves. And that is a hard truth to face. We have these limiting beliefs that keep us small. We have doubt. We have insecurity. We lack confidence. And so we let these fears kind of run our lives and 
We have the power to challenge these thoughts. We have the power to change our mindset and flip it. So we're not limiting ourselves anymore. Another way to address fear is a lot of the different mental health tools and tricks that I've talked about before, like meditation, deep breathing, journaling, right? Different like self-care routines. Everyone's got their own different thing, but really engaging and prioritizing your self-care and like resiliency practice that will help you manage your fears a lot. And this is good for anxiety too, right? Having a mental health routine, which I talked about in my last episode, really keeps you well. And and if you have that generalized feeling of anxiety, it will just lower it and you'll have less symptoms. And then you have more room to do all the other things that you want to do anyways, which is very important. Another way to manage fear, and this is a big one. This one I feel like for me is the most helpful. And this is what I usually start with is support. What I'm talking about really is therapy, right? And I know that therapy isn't accessible for everyone. So that's why I summarize this as like support. Talking it out. Sharing your fears. Even this right now is me seeking support in the things that terrify me, right? Therapy for me is like the OG, the number one way of doing this because it is a safe space to share your fears. It's a safe space to really unleash like your darkest thoughts And you never have to worry about burdening somebody else. That's something that I think of sometimes. Your therapist is literally getting paid to hear your shit. So let it out. Open up and, and let them see you. And that does so much for, for your, for your mind, your body, your spirit. I mean, it is incredible, but I want to say support in general, just talking it out because I know, unfortunately, therapy and a lot of mental health resources are not accessible. So Finding somebody that, that you feel safe with that can provide you emotional support is really beneficial. And it's not like my therapist is the only person that I receive support from. My girlfriends, this is me every episode shouting out my girlfriends, but having a trusted friend that you can talk to, that you can open up with, and this, this can be any human being. I mean, this doesn't have to be. It can be a family member. It can be a significant other. It can be a friend, therapist, whatever. That is essential in really helping you in general, but especially facing your fears because sharing it is like over half the battle. Like even saying all those things that I was scared about out loud, like was so terrifying to me. But now that I've said it, it's like, oh, it's out there. It exists. And I'm able to conquer it. It's, it's like empowering once you, once you share it. And then the last thing that I want to talk about with conquering fear is use visualization to imagine yourself getting over that fear, right? You can close your eyes and use your imagination. And for me, this has been really helpful. And it's a tool that I don't use that often that I really want to incorporate more because I'm so imaginative and I can come up with like these bright, vivid scenes in my head. And this is a big key of manifestation is visualization and imagining things. So you can close your eyes and literally watch yourself conquer your fear, whatever it is. So like, I'm thinking about where I want the podcast to go and how I want this area of my life to look. And I can close my eyes and I can picture this like clear, concise, like highlight reel music video type thing to where it's almost like exciting and it's not keeping me paralyzed. And so visualization 
just picturing best case scenario. Like things can be way better than you even imagine. So you, you're using your visualization to positively like see your future basically. And, and this really squashes fear and anxiety because you're thinking about your future, but in a completely different way than like, what's going to happen? Like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. You're like, what is the best case that this could go? And you picture it and it's going to motivate you. It's going to boost your confidence. It's going to make you want to go and take action. And that's, that's the last thing I'll wrap up with is taking action. So we talked about how fear motivates us to move, right? A bear is chasing you. You have fear. You're going to run, right? So we can use our fear instead of like pushing it to the side and being like, oh, I don't want to face fear. We can take our fear and use it as motivation for the things that scare us. We can feel and understand and like utilize everything we know about our fears and take that energy and put it into moving forward and conquering them and and going on the other side and squashing our limiting beliefs. And it's like so exciting to think about. The last bit of learning how to handle and conquer fear is learning how to take up space. And I was talking about this in therapy and my therapist was like, Sydney, you need to unshrink yourself. Literally picture, like use visualization and picture like getting a little shrinking gun, like in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and unshrinking yourself and growing and taking up all of this space. And there's a couple ways that we can do this. But I want to start by saying taking up space unapologetically means embracing your worth, expressing your opinions, and being confident without seeking validation, without feeling guilty about it. Okay, so that is our goal and that will help us conquer all of these limiting beliefs and these things that keep us playing small. So the first thing we're going to do is recognize our inherent worth. We are all born worthy. And there's just experiences that made us feel differently. But that, that's never true. That's not, that's not the truth. We have the right to exist, to be heard, to take up space, just like every single person does. And know that all of your thoughts, feelings, all of your needs, they're valid. The next thing we're going to do is practice self-acceptance. This is hard. <laughs> we're going to embrace ourselves. We're, all of our unique qualities, our strengths, our weaknesses. We're going to accept who we are, the good, the bad, the shadow parts, the things that we don't tell other people and realize it's okay to be imperfect. Nobody is perfect. Perfection's like literally not even a real concept, but I won't go on a tangent about that, but I don't like the idea of perfect. And we want to work towards accepting and loving ourselves unconditionally, regardless of all of the messages we've received from everybody else, all the judgments, all the expectations We're going to accept and love ourselves. And the way that we can do this, I feel like a broken record, but is setting boundaries. Oh my gosh, our boundaries so important. Setting them, being clear about them, and communicating them assertively. This assures that there is space for you. There's space for your needs, your desires, and your well-being. Because if you don't set these clear boundaries, people can come into your space and, and squash your fire, right? So we want to protect ourselves. We want to put up these clear lines So that way we can take up the space that we need, that we want in order to be the best versions of ourselves. And this comes without feeling guilty. It's okay to say no. It's okay to set a limit when something doesn't align with you or your values or what you want. There's there's no reason to feel guilty about that. 
You're doing it for the betterment of yourself. Another way we can learn how to take up space is being authentic. I love seeing people in their authenticity because that is like my literal top value in life. And so being authentic looks like embracing your true self. And there's a good journaling prompt that I did from, I'm listening to an audiobook right now called The Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. And it talked about your true self and your role self. So your role self is basically like who you feel like you need to be in order to please other people. Or who have you learned to be based on society or your experiences? Whereas your true self is like, who are you at your core? Like young, like elementary school or younger, right? What is the true version of you? What did the younger version of you like to do? And it was a sterling prompt of writing out like, be as specific as possible. What is your true self like? And that will help you show up with authenticity because you understand yourself better. You know your thoughts, your opinions, your emotions, because you know yourself and you can show up as your true version of yourself. And showing up authentic showing up authentically looks like basically living in alignment with that. Like sharing your ideas, sharing your passions, talking about the things that you want to talk about, engaging in your alignment instead of playing small and feeling like you need to be something else because other people want you to be that way. Being authentic is like F what everybody else thinks. Like, I'm showing up and I'm going to be exactly who I am. And that is, like, so freaking exciting. I think everyone, oh my gosh, I would love to see everyone in their authentic self because, like, you were born to be who you are. You were literally crafted and created to be put on this universe at this time because we need you. We need the true version of you. We need the things that you care about. Maybe, maybe you're insecure that, that no one cares about the things that you care about. But if you act on, on your true self, on your true interests, you are literally changing the world. And that is so freaking exciting. The next way to show up unapologetically is to overcome self-doubt, which is much easier said than done. Um, if you haven't listened already, I have an episode on self-doubt and self-trust, if that is an area of your life where you want to improve. Basically, overcoming self-doubt looks like challenging your negative self-talk and your limiting beliefs that hold you back and that keep you playing small and basically keep you from taking up space, right? We're going to replace self-doubt with positive affirmations, reminding yourself of your accomplishments, how far you've come, and focusing on your strengths and your capabilities. And this is one of those things, depending on how your thoughts go, It might take a lot, a lot of repetition because for me, my negative thoughts are so automatic that I have to be very intentional with doing affirmations every day and, you know, being mindful when I notice my inner critic coming out. And it's one of those things that it can feel overwhelming at first, but I promise the more energy you put into it, the easier it gets over time. The next thing we're going to do is surround yourself with supportive people. There's some quote I've heard throughout the years of like, you are a summary of the five people you spend the most time with. And that basically just goes to say that like who you are around and who you surround yourself with absolutely has an impact on your life. And so you want to surround yourself with people who uplift you and encourage you and help you feel safe just being yourself, that they want you to be your authentic self, that they can help you when you're having a hard time where you feel like you can express your true self and take up space because maybe a reason you're not taking up space is because you don't feel like the people in your life 
would be supportive of you if you did. And I know that that's how I felt when I was younger. Once we've surrounded ourselves with supportive people, the last thing we're going to do is embrace our achievements. Look back and really see how far you've come. Celebrate your successes as they come, no matter how big or small. This could be literally getting out of bed. That is an achievement some days. This could be getting a promotion, doing something courageous, doing something that scares you. Um, It's really okay to acknowledge and take pride in your accomplishments because it shows, you know, you tried, you put effort into something and you're capable of greatness. And I just want to end on taking up space unapologetically is about embracing authenticity and honoring your own needs and desires. It's going to take some time. It's going to take practice and repetition, but with patience and self-compassion, you can cultivate the confidence to occupy the space that you deserve. It is your birthright. You were born deserving to take up space. You were born worthy. Quick disclaimer that all the views expressed in You Are the Healer are my own. They are not a substitute for any legal, professional, mental health advice. It is just educational purposes and me sharing my experiences. This podcast is not intended to replace any professional medical or mental health advice.